say because I don't know when the next time is that I will see you. When you are zero to 10 years old, you need someone to guide you by the hand and show you how to dress and eat. There are people who love you. That's what parents are. They bring you into the world, and the way it's supposed to be is they cherish you. They love you. You're precious. That's the way it's supposed to be. But unfortunately, because of sin, all of us come with internal baggage. You don't know it when you're a little child, although there are some children who are difficult because of their nature. They're called strong-willed. We had two of them. They're mine and I love them. And now I have two little granddaughters just like their mama. Strong. Well, I will do the best I can and their mama will do the best she can, but we cannot unlock what's going on in here. We can just address the outside. We cannot get into the inside. But as those little girls grow, they're going to have issues and challenges that are unique to each circle. The first challenge in the first circle is trust and obedience. That's the challenge, to obey. Little kids, by the time they're two, they know a power word. No. They know it by two. They may not be able to do anything else, but they know no. And then we begin the battle of the wills. I said yes, no. And we go to the corner. We go to timeout. We get a spanking. We lose privileges because we're already drawing the lines of life. We have to teach them because there's danger out there far greater than a paddling or standing in the corner. Okay? And so from zero to ten, if you don't get what you need, then from eleven to twenty, and eleven to twenty is the second circle where you begin to grow up and then you start challenging your parents. You start challenging their authority. You start challenging, why did you tell me that? And I'm going to tell you right now, we have a six-year-old who's already in the second circle. Why? Because I said so. Why? Don't talk anymore. Don't argue with me. But why? See, because when you're six, you know everything. I know this because I have a grandchild who knows everything. But she's got issues. She's going to have issues when she hits 11 to 20. From an 11-year-old to a 20-year-old? It's unbelievable. And from 11 to 20, you know what she's going to have to learn? She's going to have to learn self-discipline. She's going to have to learn to do some things by herself when no one's there. Because of the love she learned in the first circle, she doesn't want to disappoint mom and dad. She doesn't want to disappoint the people that love her. And when you go to school, people are paid to teach you things. They don't have to love you. They don't even have to like you. But you have to learn to take instruction. You have to learn not to argue with authority. You have to learn to accept it. Now, I want to say this. Because... As you go through the circles of your life, the Bible says, the Lord is my sheep have no idea where to go to get what they need. So here you are in whatever circle of life, and I just want to tell you what I discovered. I thought by the time I reached my age, the struggle would be over. <laughs> Guess what? I still struggle. Now, we pastor a church that's over 100 years old. It has been exist in existence over 100 years, and my husband is the seventh pastor in 100 years. Praise the 
In 14 years, we have probably buried 140 people. The average of 10 a year. That's a church. I thought when you got older that you could just kick back and everything's fine. You know everything. You've got it. You've lived your life. Guess what? As you get older, the issues of your life become more difficult because I've been young for a very long time. I am starting to get old. Now, my heart's not old. My love isn't old, but the body that I'm living in is changing. I can't help it. I can't do anything to stop it. It's happening. So here I am in another circle, and I'm just as needy in this circle as I was in the second. I have no idea what's waiting for me. Say, well, you know everything. I know nothing. I have less knowledge now. The older I get, the more I know how much I don't know. I don't know anything. And now that we're being flooded with information, I am expected to choose. I'm expected to be like God. I'm expected to know if this report is true or this report is true or this report is true. And all I have begun to see is that you can find a report over here that says this and then you can find a study that says this and they're directly opposite. Who am I supposed to believe? How am I supposed to make a judgment? It can fill you with fear unless you can declare with David, the Lord is my shepherd. The Bible said we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Now, there's nothing really remarkably intelligent about sheep. They move in a flock and they do about three things with a couple of others that we won't discuss in here. They eat, they sleep, and they follow a shepherd. Simplicity. So the responsibility for finding food is not theirs. Their responsibility is to know the voice of their shepherd. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. You say, I'm struggling in life. Then I would ask you, who or what you're following. You see, the Lord has given us authority figures in our lives that represent him. So when he gives you a mama and a daddy that are serving God, they are representing him. He chose them to represent. You say, well, my parents don't live for God and they're not full of the Holy Ghost and I don't have to obey them. That's not what the Bible says. If you honor your parents, God will direct them. If they love you, you're under their roof, then they represent God to you until you're old enough to assume responsibility for yourself and then God help you. See, the way you reveal to God that you have allowed him to lead you is instead of fighting with your authority figures, you yield to them. Case in point, Jesus Christ had a stepfather. He was born without a dad. Joseph wasn't his father. He was his stepfather. And yet Jesus honored his dad. When you say the Lord is my shepherd, what you're saying is, I'm going to trust God to speak to my mom and dad to give me direction until I can get out on my own. Why? Because they love me. That first circle, as you come into the church as a baby Christian, if you're from zero to 11, zero to 10, you've been serving God, God gave you spiritual parents to help you walk. The Bible said, when the Lord is your shepherd, the second verse says what? I shall not, do you know what want means? Two things. It means to lack something, or to be extremely desirous. I want this. I want it. 
I lack this. David said, if the Lord shepherds me, and I had to learn this, if the Lord is my shepherd and I don't have it, I must not need it. I remember one time thinking I needed something. I'd asked the Lord for something, and I didn't get it. And I cried and cried and cried and cried. And the Lord spoke to me and said, why are you crying for something you don't need? I said, you mean I don't need it? Well, the scripture said, my God shall supply all your So if I don't have it, I can infer that I must not. That's it. So guess what comes with the Lord being your shepherd? A great sense of contentment. I'm contented. Yeah, but you haven't seen the large world. And, and how are you going to get where you're going? You were supposed to be awesome and special. And this is where the devil begins to drive young people. Because you have a lot of power, but you don't have permission. Amen. Amen. You are capable of doing some things that you don't have permission to do. Yes. That's right. You're able to do some things. But it's dangerous for you to do them right now because it's not legal for you. You can father a child, but that's not wisdom. Because just because you can produce a baby doesn't mean you're a daddy. Amen. There's a big difference in being able to make a child and nourish a child. They're not the same thing. So when you're a young man, God gives you the ability, and then he says, don't. Why? You have to learn the strength from resistance. And if the Lord is your shepherd, you say, well, I need this. No, you don't. What you need is the strength that's produced by pushing against. It's called isometrics. Do you know what it is? It's the strength that's developed by pushing against something that's coming against you. Does this make sense to you? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, many of us are in want right now. We have needs. And I want to say something to you. I want you to say a hen. Say that, a hen. Now, let me tell you. Sometimes there's a lot of discussion globally about angry young men. Let me talk to you about anger. Anger is a symptom of something else. So the A of a hen is anger. Underneath anger is H for hurt. Sometimes people don't know how to express their hurt, so they express their anger. But underneath hurt is something else. Expectation. I expected something, and I didn't get it. That hurts, and hurt makes me mad. Because I'm not going to cry. I don't want anybody to see me cry. In fact, it makes me mad just to think about crying. I'm not going to let you see me weak. Now, I have a need, but I don't know it. I'm just mad. Anger, and underneath it, if you dig a little bit, there's a hurt. And underneath that hurt is an expectation. But you know what is at the bottom of expectation? I need something. If you have a shepherd, leave it up there for me, David. If you have a shepherd, the Bible said, I shall not want. And then the Bible says, young lions lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. You say, but that's not cool in my second circle. It's not cool to be part of church. It's not cool to worship. It's not cool to get out there and be demonstrative. It's not cool to do this. It's not cool to shout and sing. It's not cool. But the Bible said, they that seek the Lord don't lack anything. He said, the king of beasts suffers hunger. But people that are looking for God with passion, they're going to get what they need. The Lord is my shepherd. Who are you following? Who's your idol? Did you know the Bible said that people become what they worship? The Lord is a shepherd. 
A shepherd is a, is a person who knows little animals. A shepherd helps, helps them be born. A shepherd watches out for them. A shepherd's always one step ahead. A shepherd stays with the sheep. Jesus didn't say, I am God Almighty. I'm awesome. I'm the bomb. Look at me. And I, am I great or what? He said, I am a shepherd. And you are a sheep. And we need God to help us navigate the circles of our lives. You're going to need him. You have some expectations. And what I want to tell you, and I want you to hear me say it, between now and the next time I see you, you're going to have some issues. But God has put this psalm in here as a template, a model, an example for what you're going to have to do over and over and over again. And the first thing he says, when you declare the Lord is my shepherd, if you're an 11-year-old struggling at home or 16 trying to figure out what you're going to do or 26 wondering if you'll ever get married or 36 trying to raise kids and find a job 56 recognizing you're going to retire 76 wondering how it's going to end the Lord is a shepherd for all of us at all times and he knows what we need oh lift your hands to the Lord hallelujah hallelujah I'm telling you I decided when I was a kid, I had some choices to make. I grew up in California. I'm going to take a little bit of time here. So I want you to forgive me. If you need to go, you just go when you need to go. But I'm talking to you about something that I want to hold you in the next circle where you are. And when I come back, I want to know, are you still here? I had to learn some things the hard way. I went to public school every year of my life. A Christian school was no option. And I was raised in Southern California where nobody knew what it was to be Pentecostal. And I looked very much like I do now except younger. Just a little girl with long hair and long skirts. Because that's the way my mama told me Jesus liked me to be. So I've been through it all. Micro minis, marijuana heroin lsd it was all happening around me as a little girl in school all of it people having babies out of wedlock everything that's happening now was happening where i was and nobody knew what it was to be pentecostal and i can remember one day i have no idea why but this guy began to pick on me he would not stop and i'll never forget the day somebody came to me in english class one period before i was supposed to ride the bus and said did you know so and so is going to beat you up Oh, my heart began to pound. So-and-so's going to beat me up. I went to the counselor, and I don't know what they did, but I'm going to tell you what. Nobody came and got me. They didn't call my parents. I got on that bus by myself with a whole bus of kids with my heart pounding and my hands sweating. And I got off the bus, and the little girl that would always walk with me, Elizabeth, very quiet, and I noticed, I, I, I was walking, and I said, Elizabeth, you know, uh, so-and-so said someone's going to beat me up. I haven't done anything. They're going to beat me up. I've never fought a fight in my life. Well, with my brother, maybe, but, I mean, you know, <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> Normally, I would threaten people that threatened him, and I'm by myself in the sixth grade, and somebody's going to hurt me. And I turn around behind me, and I'm walking with Elizabeth, just a little old girl. I must have been 12 years old, maybe 13. And the whole busload is walking right behind me. And a big, tall, blonde girl. I remember her name, first and last. <laughs> and I had an experience with God as a nine-year-old. And I'm 12 now, and, and 
I'm in a circle and I'm threatened. I have no idea what to do. And I, all of a sudden, someone kicks the back of my leg. And I keep walking and then they surround me and I have to stop because there's just no place to go. And she walks up to me and she says, I heard you called me. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And I said, so-and-so, you know, I don't even talk like that. And my, I, I just remember that I was just paralyzed with fear. I was talking very quietly. I could feel my heart beating right here. I'm just a little old girl. I don't know how to fight. She grabbed me by the hair of my head, and about the time she did, a carload of boys went past, rolled the window down, and screamed. Now, you don't think the devil's not trying to incite. Tear her clothes off. I'm by myself. But the angel of the Lord encamps. This is what it says. I'm fixing to find out if it's real. Do I have your attention? Uh See, you look at me and you say, she doesn't know anything about anything. You don't know what I know. I know I have a shepherd who's loved me since I was a tiny little girl, who's walked with me and kept me through some horrible things and brought me out of terrible trauma and trials and tribulations. You don't know what I know. I know a healer. He has revealed himself to me in a thousand different ways because I have a shepherd. So I'm not afraid of what you're going through because we can compare notes and I can tell you what I've been through and he brought me out of. I'm not going anywhere. I found the key to success. I know him as the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He's what I need to show me where to go because otherwise I'm clueless. And I I don't know how I knew it, but in a split second, this thing was getting ready to go one way or the other. When those boys yelled, I thought, I am dead. And she was there with a fistful of my hair. If one person had made a violent move against me, they'd have probably beaten me black and blue and bloody. For what? She had a handful of my hair, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Elizabeth, little, quiet, (laughs) white as the driven snow, not athletic, very good in math, little, quiet Elizabeth, who walked with me every day, grabbed a fistful of her hair and said, let her go. Just like that. You're okay. And when she grabbed, when Elizabeth grabbed that girl's hair, that girl let go. And all of a sudden, it was just like a wind. People just turned around and they walked away. And I walked down that street. And I learned a lesson. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I never had to throw a punch. I probably They would have probably beaten me to death before I'd have used my fist anyway. Because sheep aren't goats. They just don't butt heads. A, a wolf can come right in and just, Jesus said, I send you into the world like lambs in front of wolves. And you know what happened the next year? I was elected student body president. (laughs) Go figure. Say, the Lord doesn't know my heart. Are you serious? He made it. I shall not want, but this is the key, the next verse. He makes me Lie down in green pastures. You are going to learn whether you are an adult male 
who's got financial problems and you're pacing the floor because you don't know where the next nickel is coming from, or a mother with small children, or a teenager that's trying to get through high school, or a little girl who's gone through some things that you haven't even told your parents. You are gonna learn that the key to healing is when the master says, lie down and rest a while. You are gonna learn that he makes me. There are times when you get up and you say, I need to be busy. I need to go. I've got things to do. But the Bible said the Holy Ghost is rest and refreshing. And you may have an angry spirit or a hurt spirit, but I'm going to tell you what old timers used to tell me when I was a little kid with an attitude. You need to pray through. What were they saying? They weren't trying to hurt me. They were saying you need to get in the presence of Jesus until you you don't feel that pain anymore and all you see is a green pasture the Lord is my shepherd I'm gonna make it through every season of my life by following him lie down I don't want to tell me what I can do I'm gonna do something I'm gonna fix it lie down I don't want to lie down you need a nap no I don't I want to do something be still and know I am God hallelujah would you lift your hands right now he said I want you to be still we have a shepherd we're not like the world out there that is driven from one thing to the next we have a shepherd they're stampeding. They're running off cliffs. They're taking guns. And I'm going to tell you right now, I love my country. They're nuts. If they take away people's guns, do you know what people are going to do? They're going to commit murder with knives like they're doing in the UK. If people get that spirit on them, they will find a way to destroy. You'll never stop them. They'll use a ball bat. They'll use a rock. It doesn't matter when that, that need, when that drivenness, I'm angry, I'm hurt, I'm frustrated, I'm going to kill something, but we have a shepherd, they're running and stampeding and fighting and screaming, and we're lying down. He said, you lie down, but you can't stay there. He leads me beside Even if you're old and going through health problems, the same thing that a 16-year-old needs to help him when he's struggling is what an 86-year-old needs to help him when he's struggling. He makes me lie down. He leads me beside still waters. It doesn't say he beats me till I get up and go. He beats me and drives me and hurts me. He says, come on. Follow me. Come on. I won't hurt you. And that little sheep says, I know who you are. We're going this way. Then after David declares, the Lord is my shepherd. I won't want. He makes me lie down. Then he makes me drink. These are the two keys to the third step. Look what happens next. If you do those things, you lie down, and you go by still water, then what happens? He restores my I know it's, it's our nature to want to get up and do something. I've got to go do something. You can't do something before you get direction. He said, you need to lie down. You need to drink. And then I need to renew you. You've been through some things. I'm going to tell you what, I don't know what health care is in Australia, but if you have a condition and they start looking for the source of it, it is one of the most exhausting things you've ever been through because while they're hunting around for it, you go through this test and that test and this test and they're looking and then you have to wait two weeks and then you have to go to another somebody. Then you have to go back to the first somebody. I'm telling you, they haven't even found the disease, but the treatment's about to kill you if the disease doesn't. You're worn out. You need soul restoration. Some of us have been depleted of joy. 
We've been through some things that have left us empty and hurting and broken. And Jesus said, I know exactly what you need. You need a soul restoration. Hallelujah. And Psalms 103 says exactly how God does it. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Not my body, but my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. What does he do? The first thing he does is forgive iniquity. That means he knows what you do in the dark. He said, I'm the one that gets down where you live. I'm the one that can set you free from shame and guilt and agony. I'm the one. I forgive iniquity. And then the Bible says, after he forgives iniquity, he heals all my diseases. You say, I'm not diseased. You were born diseased. We were born with issues. We were born with anger problems. We were born perverse. We were born dirty. We were born murderers and liars and cheats hallelujah we were born with mental and emotional problems but the bible says he heals all soul diseases hallelujah let's lift our hands and thank him he heals my shepherd is a healer Say, my mother was mentally ill and I'm mentally ill and I have to take pills to manage my mental illness. I don't have anything wrong with your pills if it'll help you manage your OCD or your ADHD, but I'm going to tell you something. Those are just temporary things to mask the problem. When you find the shepherd and you follow him, he will lead you to healing. He heals soul diseases. Oh, hallelujah. You lift your hands again. Paul said you can do one of two things if you're lame. You can compensate or you can get healed. The Lord didn't accuse people of not getting healed. He said, if you need a crutch, take your crutch. But you know what Paul said? It'd be better for you to be healed. Hallelujah. I went through some things as a little girl in my life that I never told my mom and dad. I never told them till years and years later, and they left marks on me. I thought the reason I struggled was because of those things. Guess what I found out? I would have struggled if none of those things would have happened because I needed a shepherd. What excuse are you using to keep walking with broken legs and broken arms and a broken mind when there is a healer who is a shepherd? He forgives iniquities, heals diseases. Hallelujah redeems thy life from destruction you say i've got a self-destructive child i can't get through to them they just keep doing things that are self-destructive the bible says he redeems your life from that he says if you'll let me i'll pull you back from those things that you are driven to do that hurt you because i am a shepherd i am the lord and i don't lie i am the lord and i am not a man I am the Lord and I am all powerful. I am the Lord and I am ever present. I am the Lord and I'm always faithful. I am the Lord and I change not. He said he crowns you with loving kindness. I'm telling you the kindest people I've ever met are the people that the Lord's been kind to. Have you ever let Jesus be kind to you? When Jesus is kind to you, it makes you cry. Say, I don't want to cry. Then you're not letting Jesus be kind to you because I don't deserve it. And when I see that Galilean come up to me and own me as his own and tell me he loves me and saw me and forgave me and cares for me, I weep because I'm not worthy. He has crowned me with loving kindness. You say, how can you care about me because he cared for me? And I can't help but love you because I see you just like I was and as I am. And the answer to everybody in this house from the pulpit to the back pew from the left to the right the front and the back no matter how old you are no matter what your culture is you need a shepherd but you're not going to get by with just getting healed 
There's a right way to live and a wrong way. And he's not going to take a stick and beat you into doing right. The Bible says just like he leads you to still waters, he leads you in the paths, plural, of righteousness. He will teach you how to live at home with a mother and father who don't serve God. He will teach you the right way to deal with an unbelieving spouse. He will teach you how to be a good student in school when you're not particularly bright. He will teach you how to treat people that you work for and work with. He will lead you after he has taken care of your individual need. Then he's going to teach you how to live with people the right way. Amen. He leads me in the paths of righteousness because of his name. He'll teach you how to treat people that mistreat you. The Bible said there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof, the ways of death. I didn't ask for the life I've got. I wound up here by following a shepherd. Now, this is what you need to know. See, because there's a right way to use a car and a wrong way. And a lot of people are so stinking determined to do things their way, it doesn't matter if it's a complete disaster, they will just keep doing it. Breaking things, leaving destruction and heartbreak behind them because they refuse to be taught the right way. To be married, to be a parent, to be a son, to be a daughter, to be a saint, to be a servant. There's a right way. If you have a shepherd, he's going to lead you to the right way to do things. There's a right way. But sometimes as he leads, it's not going to look good. This is where you have to be courageous. This is where your love test is. Yay. Though I walk. Now, wait a minute. Now, God, I'm walking with you here, but I don't like this part. Now, look. I don't want to go into valley. I don't want to battle cancer. I, I, I don't want my mom and dad to fight at home. Now, God, I, I, I didn't sign up for this part. Can you take me through this? When you find out your child has an incurable chronic illness, have you been there? Mm hmm Yes. I don't want to do this, Jesus. Come on, Janice. Follow me. Really? Jesus, as long as you're with me. Are you still with me, Jesus? Are you here? It looks real dark. I'm here. Where are you? I'm right in front of you. Your word is a lamp and a light. It's not a neon sign. And it's not one of those great big lights you can see for miles. It's just bright enough to show me the next step. You know, sometimes why I'm not moving, wait on the Lord. I can't see, so I have to stop. I can't go forward. I don't know where I'm going. What are you doing? I'm waiting until he shows me the next step, but I'm not moving until he does. Oh, I feel Jesus in this house. Though I walk through the valley, so now I'm going from a high place to a low one. Ever been low? You're getting ready to find out. Is Jesus in the low places? Yes. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow, it's getting, it's getting bad. Looks like one of us is not coming out of here. Lord, I didn't want to go down in here. I didn't want to feel this discouragement. Are you still with me? I feel kind of low. Yay, though I walk through the valley, thou art with me. Lord, I can't see. That's all right. I've got a rod and I've got a staff. If you get too far this way, I'm going to tap you. And if you go too far this way, I'm going to snatch you back. A staff has a crook on the end, and if I see you're about to go overboard, I'm going to grab you and yank you back. Thy rod and thy staff. Comfort. Lord, I don't, I don't know the lines. I'm here. You just bumped up against it. I'm here. Now, this is the strangest thing. 
David talks about him as a shepherd, a shepherd, a shepherd, a shepherd, and then he says, thy rod. Now suddenly, he has stopped talking about him, and he starts talking to him. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me. He leads me. He restores. Notice what the Lord is doing. He's doing all this. David says, I want to tell you about him. I want to tell you about him. Let me tell you about him. And all of a sudden he says, your rod and your staff comforts me. And then he says, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you anymore. Look. Now, you would think the Lord would put up a picnic table in a green pasture, but that's not where he did it. He waits till you get down in the valley, and then he says, time to eat. But Lord, this is a bad place to eat, but you have to eat even though you're low. Yes. I want you to know that I'm God in your lowest place. And if you'll let me, I'll prepare a table. I got to go find something. I need something. Nope, nope, nope. The Lord will give me what I need. Thou preparest a table before me. And who does he invite to dinner? Right in front of my opposition. You know why? Two reasons. Because he wants me to know he is all powerful. They can come this far and no further. He says, you prepare. Look what you've done. You are giving me a table in the presence of my enemy. Oh, Lord, I didn't know that I could eat with cancer sitting right there looking at me. I did not know that I could eat with trouble sitting there looking at me. I did not know that the people that hate me could watch me while you feed me and bless me and help me. Why would you do it in the presence? of my enemy because I want your enemy to see how good I am and if they see you eating they might just come over here and sit next to you and say can I have a little taste of what you're eating and you can turn around and say oh just in saying that the Lord is good blessed is the man that trusteth in him Say, Sister Showstrand, I can't do that. I'm just 16. You can read. You've got a Bible. And you've got knees that can bow. If you can seek God, you can find him. And if you can find him, he's got a table filled with everything you need. Oh, let's lift our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. How many times am I going to do this? Every circle of your life. Every single one of them, you're going to do this again and again and again. And then this is what he says. Lord, you prepared a table, and this is the first time you've ever done this. You're getting closer to me now. He stopped being a sheep right now. Something's happened. He's not talking like a sheep. He said, you prepared a table. You're moving in on me. What are you doing? You're anointing me with oil like a, like a king would be anointed. You've come to my head. Why are you anointing my head? Because your thoughts torment you while you're down in that valley. He said, I want to move in on you and lay my hand on you. I want to give you a blessing like Samuel did David. I'm going to anoint you with power and authority. And the Bible says the anointing destroys the yoke. Maybe you have felt like you're a slave to your past. Maybe you feel like you're not good enough and not worthy. You need to wait till you sit at that table and don't you move till Jesus comes up and says, I want to anoint you. You're chosen to me. You can only, you can only do this if the Lord is your shepherd. You got to follow him. And he says, I wasn't expecting this at the lowest point of my life. That you would lay your hand on me. I don't know if you know what that feels like, but I do. I know what that feels like, and there's nothing like it. That's why I'm here unashamed and unembarrassed to tell you. I don't care what you think about me, but you ought to see my shepherd. I'm a dumb sheep. 
that I got a shepherd who loves me. He saw me, that little girl standing on that street, 12 years old, and looked into my future and said, when you're 60, you're gonna, in your 60th year, you're gonna go see a little boy who will remember you when you're gone. And you're gonna make a difference in the lives of a young woman. I'm gonna let you do that. I'm gonna anoint you and I'm gonna let you tell your story and somebody's gonna change because they see me in their circumstance. I feel the Holy Ghost. Would you just close your eyes? I feel the Holy Ghost with a rod and a staff slipping in the back and wanting to wrap his arms around some young men and some young women and some older people have become a little weary and a little tired, a little jaded and wondering where they're going. You say you're too young. No, you're not. You're never too young to hear the shepherd. He's singing to somebody here tonight. What's happening to me? My cup's running over. I can't hold this. I didn't expect him to show up and pick me up. My cup is running over. Hallelujah. Why don't you let Jesus anoint you right now? I feel anointing in the house. If you want him, you don't even have to move a muscle. He's moving on you. He's moved up to you. Could you say, Jesus, anoint me? I want it. I want you to lay your hand on me. I need it. I want you to move in on me, shepherd. I'm going to tell you how you know you've seen him. Go ahead and keep your eyes closed. I feel Jesus. He's doing a healing here right now. He's doing a healing. He's arguing with some people who think their life is over because you didn't know what was coming. You didn't see it. I'm going to tell you when he gets done with you, you're not going to tell your sad story. You're going to say with David, surely goodness and mercy has been following me. Not my past, not my nightmare, not my enemy. I thought an enemy would come out of that valley. What happened? What happened to the enemy who was sitting at the table watching me eat? What happened to him? He vanished in that valley. He vanished in that valley where I sat there and ate. I want you to put your hand on your heart right now. I can't anoint everybody, but I feel the Holy Ghost with your own hand on your heart. Jesus, you see these sheep that you have called from all the pastures around the world. Many of them have made journeys from sorrow and suffering and grief and pain I want you to let the Holy Ghost speak through you in his language there's no way you can get this without him do he's trying to do something in you to change your view so that you stop looking at what your daddy did or your mama or what your best friend and you see that behind you he wants you to see mercy coming after you hallelujah he wants to turn it to mercy and goodness Yes, he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Not just tonight, but when the Lord is my shepherd every day of my life. And let me tell you my end. I may be living in a little trailer or a little hut or a little tent, but I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I have a shepherd. Now lift those hands. Hashataya. And let the Holy Ghost fall in this house. Your maker has an appointment with you right now. Yes, young man. I feel like there are some young people that need to make a consecration right now. I'm opening this altar right now. I'm opening it to anybody who can hear the shepherd calling them. God, I'm going to give myself over to you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to let you lead me. I don't know where I'm going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, young man. The hand of the Lord is on you. Yes, it is. Oh, your goodness is here. Cry out to him. Cry out to him. He's here right now. 
He knows where we're going. He knows what we're talking about. There's a Holy Ghost breakthrough in the dark. Yes, there is. Hallelujah. Say, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord. Beside me there is no other. Yes, you receive the Holy Ghost. Let it pour out of you. Hallelujah. Yes, heal your belly. Rivers of living water. This is a river. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something's happening in this audience tonight. Something dynamic. Something special. Jesus has come in here. And he's looking for sheep in this flock that will follow him out of wherever you've been turned through. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to open the altar again. I feel like some young men need to come forward. And I feel like some young women need to come forward. I want the young men to come over here where Brother brother Jacob is. Brother Jacob, I want you to stand right here. I want you to lay your hands on the young men that come forward. Sister Annette, I feel like the Lord is calling young women. I want you to lay your hands on them. I say, Amen. They're going to represent the hands of the shepherd. And when they pray for you, you're going to feel an anointing. Just go ahead and kneel to him. God's going to give you a new heart. God's going to give you a new view. God's going to give you a new vision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at these young women and young men that are coming to present themselves a living sacrifice. You need God in your circle. You need God whether you're in the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, or the seventh. Hallelujah. And now you want anybody and everybody, not just the young. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. All I'm asking you to do is covenant with God. Lord, I'm not following anything but you. I'm not following anyone but you. I'm not going in that order but your house. I'm not going to go to the left or the right. I made up my mind, Hetaya. Hallelujah, Jessica. The Lord has his hand on you. Itatasaya lahaya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At your feet, Jesus. At your feet. I belong to you. I'm a sheep. You know what I need. Give me what I need right now. Hallelujah. Give me what I need. Give me what I need. Give me what I need, not what I want. Give me what I need. Give me what I need. <laughs> Give me what I need to get me through this circle. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Tamalala. The Lord is with you, darling. He's with you. He knows your needs. Hallelujah. Hey, I tell you, lo 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 mo corro mo sata ya la 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 ya. Oh, ya lo 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 ya mahanda. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. We bow before you, Lord. We bow before you. You are holy. You are holy, and you are here with anointing. I present myself, my God. Guide me through the next circle. Guide me through, Jesus. Guide me, Lord. Oh.